Hello again, my friends. And today I'm going to give you three tips for your real estate investing that will allow you to extract a little bit more profit, set yourself up for long-term success, and remove a lot of the headaches that new investors often face when jumping into real estate. My name is Andrew Ferguson, and I run the Buy Back Your Life show here, the podcast that comes to you live three times a week, short little bursts. And if you want to get more content from me about investing, the stock market, crypto, how to use Interactive Brokers, the platform that I use for my stock trading, anything like that, make sure you head over to my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash at andrew.ferguson and check out the videos there posted every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, coming at you three times a week as well, just like this podcast. Great content there if you want to actually put a face to a name and learn a little bit more. You can subscribe if you find some value. If not, all good. Keep sticking around to the podcast. Keep listening in. And let's talk about today going into real estate and showing you three ways you can really kind of improve your real estate investing repertoire with these these three things. And the first one being, you have to have a reason and actual kind of strategy when you invest in real estate. And I know this sounds pretty high level and pretty wishy-washy, but this is what I'm trying to say. If you don't know why you're buying a property, then you flat out just, you're just guessing, you're speculating. And that's something that can get you in a bad position and you can end up being on the hook for a lot of money like investors are right now with the raising interest rates, people are kind of scrambling. They thought house prices were going to go up forever when they do actually come back and people bought for just because their neighbors bought or because their friends bought or because it's the cool thing to do. And now they bought properties that aren't cash flow positive, which means that there's less money coming in every month than the expenses. They're, they're negative cash flow. They have trouble kind of filling those properties and actually getting them to close because it's a bad investment. It's draining on you physically, emotionally, psychologically, whatever you want to say. It's just not what you want to be doing. You always want to invest whatever you're doing in real estate wise for cash flow number one. So when you're doing a real estate investment or you're getting into one of the first time, you're looking at one potentially down the road, always run your numbers with current market rents, with current interest rates, and with current property prices and evaluations. That's why it's so handy to work with a realtor for those information. They will have their finger on the real-time data that you can give you and understand and run your numbers accurately and include things like a contingency for maintenance costs every month. Usually I use about uh, eight or not eight, uh, 4%. Use a vacancy kind of contingency, 2%. Use a management fee. If you're going to have a management company take over and run it for you, 8%. All these things have to be kind of taken advantage of and put into your spreadsheet in order to really make a holistic kind of full picture of you. Then you can put your rents last and see, does this make sense? If it does, you can think about proceeding. If not, it's a red flag that you never want to go into a deal that's going to be cash flow negative. Even if it's 50 bucks positive, you want to have a one that's going to break even or pay a little bit of positive cash flow because long-term you get the extra benefit of having some cash built up in the property, which you can then use on top of your kind of repair maintenance kind of fee. You can put the cash in other things and you want to have this cash flow to end up eventually hopefully living off of that's your strategy or just putting in other things in your life. So number one is just always invest for cash flow and understand why you're making the investment please don't speculate. Please don't just jump in because it's the cool thing to do. Everybody else that you know is doing it. It takes a lot of work and uh, kind of effort to get into the space and you get humbled pretty quickly when you start for sure. So if you're not kind of invested in understanding what your process is and you're just kind of jumping in because everyone else is, it's hard to kind of stick it out through the bad times, which is when the actual real real estate investors make their money. It's the people who can kind of hold through the the negative cash flow or the, the, the small periods of negative cash flow when interest rates go up like they are right now. You can hold through this and survive and just figure out a way to keep your properties long-term. Those are the people that usually win long-term and they have the kind of advantage 
of investing with a strategy and then understanding where they're trying to get to over time. Number two, when you're trying to go ahead and get your property filled, it is so important when you're screening for tenants and kind of finding tenants and get, getting leads, your event, you're advertising at that point, like you're getting advertising out there, you're writing a copy for your listing and you're taking good photos. But if you want a good, quick, easy hack to write a listing for your rental property for like the rental ad on Facebook, on Kijiji, on wherever you may rent it to, you have to kind of build up a story for the potential renter. You have to build up a narrative and try to make them have an emotional attachment to the property so that they can kind of actually envision themselves there. And the better you can do this, the more leads you will have and the better kind of your pictures are, the better your copy especially will be. We'll be able to kind of give those people like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like instead of just saying it's a three bed, two bath, uh, detached garage in this area of the city, like it's very kind of cut and dry utilities included prices. This like that's so many ads are like that. And you have to be able to distinguish yourself and it's not that difficult to do if you just kind of jazzed up a little bit. So instead of saying that, you could say two gorgeous, luxurious uh, master bedrooms with attached ensuite baths for the perfect kind of way to relax with a glass of wine and a bath after a long week. Read your favorite book and just immerse yourself in this kind of uh, relaxing kind of environment. The backyard has a gorgeous deck, perfect for entertaining your friends and having a beer with friend, with buddies, stuff like that. Like just Growing up, growing up to the meal for the family, enjoying the, the afternoon sunshine as you kind of stay there and, and just stand on the back deck, just all these kind of emotions and a beautiful oasis garden with perfectly manicured long and, and landscaping lead back to your kind of private oasis and fire pit to enjoy those like late fall evenings, that kind of stuff really kind of builds character for your property. And you can stretch the truth a little bit on this. Like you want to make sure that it's, it's real and logistic, but you also want to kind of sell the story and tell people what they're going to get. And the, the whole goal is that you want to get more people to the property. And then once they're at the property, they can start to envision these things themselves. They'll start to build this narrative of the property while they're there, but you have to get them to the property first. And that's where the listing comes in. You have to have a good, strong listing that invokes emotion. If you want a quick hack on how to write one of these things, check the area that your property is located in, check for other properties that are currently for sale in that area. And a lot of the realtors that are around, well, not all of them, but some of them will actually have listings that are pretty good. And you can use kind of keywords and phrases from those listings. So do that first. Jump on realtor.com, realtor.ca. Look at what's going on around you. Pick the best listings and take a little bit of each from and take a little bit from each one of them. Apply it to your property. And then kind of mix and match and kind of add a little bit of your own kind of language around it. And boom, you've got a pretty good listing that's going to be better than probably 80% of people out there and should get you a little bit more in terms of leads to your property that where you can have more leads, more opportunities to fill. And eventually you're going to find that tenants works for you. It's just a numbers game at that point, right? If you want to have an increased chance of, of getting your property rented, you need to have more leads, more eyes on your property, a better listing allow you to do that. And the third thing you absolutely, I, this is like a, this was like life changing for me. You absolutely 100% should have a different bank account and credit card for each of your properties. So if you have one home that's yours and you live there, great. Have a bank account for that, for the expenses for that, credit card for that property. When you go to number two, get a different designated bank account for that property. Get a different designated credit card for that property. I know it seems like a lot of work and I've got a whole bunch of bank accounts all over the place because I have different properties with different banks and all this different stuff and it can get confusing. But the nice part is when you go for tax time, if you ever have to look through your records, you have to look through your bank statements or your credit card statements, it's all tied to that property. There's no filtering in 
what you did, what was yours, what was personal, what was the business use. Like it's all broken out and easy. It saves you so much time. Like I can't even count the hours it saves you and the time it saves you. If you just separate it from a get-go, it makes it incredibly simple. And any tax accountant will tell you to do the same thing. It's just a matter of getting that form signed at the bank. A lot of them can even do it online. If you send your kind of bank advisor an email saying, hey, I want to open up a new account or over the phone, they can do it for you almost instantaneously. You sign a paper, bada bing, bada boom, you got a new account, you got a credit card attached to the account. Even if the limit's like a couple thousand bucks, get that set up from the get-go and you'll save yourself a lot of time, pain, headaches, and you'll, your, your accountant will thank you too if you can do that and do it well and just kind of keep things separate for them for your tracking when it comes down to tax time. So those are the three tips for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. Again, always keep investing in yourself. Keep building up that knowledge to kind of eventually buy back more of your life and eventually the entire life. And I will catch you guys on the next one.